Metacast. I'm Josh Anderson. And I'm Bob Galen. Yes, you are. Yeah. In all your glory. I, I am a little... I'm, I'm reasonably perky today. How about you? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. Doing pretty good. We're in New Digs, Josh. We are. Fancy. Ones. Where are we? We're at Dude Central. Dude Central. You are the dude. <laughs> I'm not the dude. <laughs> yeah, but you I am one of the dudes. You're one of the dudes. Yes. I've, I've always known that in my heart of hearts. Yeah, I've always referred to you mentally as the dude. Yeah. Now I can now I can formalize I that. I have joined the dude family. This is day nine with Dude Solutions. And we're no longer in Cary uh, or Raleigh. We're right. in Cary, North Carolina. Cary, North Carolina. And we're not looking at the prison anymore. We have like a beautiful lake. So we no so we've gone there. from looking over the prison. <laughs> I wonder what I wonder what that imagery, I wonder what that message was. Uh, and well, we'll just forget Tread that. lightly. I, I'm treading lightly. No, and, I'm saying that was the message. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. To uh, no, this is a nice location looking over a lake in uh, in Regency Park in Cary, which is a, a place that has, uh, they have uh, concerts down here. Did you yeah, know that? Yeah, Bob, Bob, Bob worked in this building like 40 years ago. I think it was 40 years ago. 40, yeah. yeah, before. See, it wasn't here then. It was just trees. I had a tent in the woods <laughs> down here. And, and you know, I, I what did I do for work? You were writing code with smoke signals? I, I, I formed bricks. You know, I formed bricks and fired them in a kiln <laughs> from clay. I dug the clay to build right the here. building. To build the building, yes. It, 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 it took me twenty three years to get to bring enough bricks to build the building. Kiss my kiss my brick. Okay. All right. All right. Okay, okay. Uh, so back to the Metacast. Thank yes, you. we've had a little bit of a hiatus. We have. Uh, we're we're and you Metacasters, if you've been an ongoing Metacaster, you hear us occasionally. We're always apologizing. It's, oh, sorry for going silent. So we won't even apologize this time, but we did go silent for a little while after the conference. Yeah, it was a little summer travel. A little summer on. travel and things like that. And we still have some stuff coming up, but we, we're squeezing in a Metacast. Uh, what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about space. The final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. I don't want to get into the Star Wars, Star Trek Whose five-year mission, i got to finish it, is to boldly go where no man has gone before. So space. What, space. What, what about space? Space configuration and how best to give your team success with desks and chairs and so office space. And, yeah. So office space, collaborative space, agile we'll space, space, space. And we'll go from there. Don't say space. You know, every time you say space, <laughs> it let it hang like that. I want to. I want to finish it. Okay. With the final frontier, so be careful. Okay. I, I I can almost not control myself. Gotcha. I'm, I'm a Star Trek geek. I All right. So 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 this came out of yesterday. Um, Bob came in and we were talking through our designs for the new space here at Dude Solutions and some of the stuff that's going on, and just got some input from Bob. And surprisingly, we had differing opinions. No, we didn't. You and we I did. Yeah. Um, so we thought it'd be good to talk through that, and would love to hear what people think, both from what has worked well and what has not worked well for you in hopes of helping others well, out there cool. listen. That would be cool to, to have folks weigh in via comments. Yeah. I'd love to see, I'd love to hear that. Yeah. Uh, why don't we start with the quintessential agile, whatever it is, the, the quintessential agile space. If money was not an object. No, 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 not that. But what they, no, actually money yeah. is an object. The quintessential agile space isn't isn't go out and buy the Taj Mahal. It's very simple in some cases. 
okay. think. Okay. So, so let's define Fire away. So what is the quintessential Agile space? Uh, you know, that they talk about in the extreme programming books around, and if you saw those old pictures around 1998, 9, 2000, early XP teams, what did that look like? So it was um, a co-located team sitting in a large room, disagree with me at any time. I'm nodding. Those, those I'm old alone. pictures, uh, long tables, uh, almost like those wrestling, those, those WWE tables where they yeah. throw people. So those old wooden folding tables uh, strung, strung together. Um, PCs at the time, I don't know if laptops were that popular. Uh, so it was always desktops, mm-hmm. but, but sort of on the table, under the table, uh, multiple monitors right. a lot for pairing. Uh, you, so you saw, uh, you saw folks clustered together, mm-hmm. not on top of each other, but incredibly close. Yeah. Very often on, on one side, so very often two sides of the table, meaning, or, or two runs of tables, so it was people facing each other. Right. So you might have five people on one side of a long table and five people on the other side of the long table looking across at each other. Yep. Uh, phones, uh, not a lot of personal, some personal items, but not a lot. Mm-hmm. That was your table. Yep. Um, rolling chairs. Uh, oh, that, that was, I'm trying to think of what else. Whiteboards, whiteboards, whiteboards. Oh, yeah, thank you. Lots of, I don't know if it was like. Lots of writing space, whatever. Writing, was. yeah, r- lots of writing space, close by. Um, it wasn't very it wasn't very elegant whiteboards, but it no. was but it was whiteboard space. You got it done, and I think that was the theme of the initial. Everything you said was it wasn't elegant. It was almost a lean approach. Like, what's the minimal we need to make this work? I mean, even to this day, uh, Walmart has these. Every time I go into Walmart, I don't know if you've seen or Sam's Club, the the uh, uh, the warehouse clubs. Mm-hmm. They have these white folding tables. They're, they're white plastic yeah. tops. And I just, when I look at them, I think Agile tables. Yeah. And they're cheap. They're like 90 bucks for a long table. Yep. And I could literally, like, for 500 bucks, I could staff an office of 15 or 20 yep. with those damn tables. Add in some chairs. Uh, and I'm kidding and I'm not. But whenever I see them, I know they're for other purposes, but mm-hmm. I, I always think of Agile space. So very, uh, it was very economical. Uh, it aligned with startups very often, although the original XP team was not a startup team. It was at Chrysler. They were doing an HR system at Chrysler, but they didn't have. They weren't well funded because right. they had just gotten <laughs> canceled. So they were like in a room or a closet or something. Mm-hmm. So they were in a very. It was in a big company, but they were in a very small space yep. trying to collaborate. So that's so. Let's start there. That that to me is the quintessential. Not a lot of tools. Uh, meaning, I don't think Rally was there. Right. I don't think version one was there. TFS wasn't there. It was so the tooling was. It was very development centric tooling. So your desktop, you, you know, your 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 coding tools were were viable, uh, and you invested in those. But other than that, you didn't have a lot of project management stuff. That stuff was on what sticky notes, walls, whiteboards. Yep. Uh, whiteboards always had design. Would you agree? I, whenever I went into those places, they, the design was always on the whiteboard. Uh, yep. Architecture. Yep. So architecture was almost living on the whiteboard. Now, there was other things there maybe, but the whiteboards, if, if you said, what are you building? Uh, very often people would look at the whiteboard and they would talk to the whiteboard. It, right. That contained sort of the, the high-level architecture of what people were building. So how close? So now, let's fast forward. Are you, how close are you to that? So let's, now let's talk about 
learnings or has that's the original space using it as a baseline do you, do you uh, you know do you align with that today I do align with that with some caveats so whenever I start talking to teams and start talking through that model and ideas the one thing that I always come back to is pretend we're working on a project it's an insane deadline and a hard thing to do but everyone's willing to try and make it happen what do you normally do people normally say let's go into a war room so they take over a conference room they put all their stuff in there and they work together so people know instinctively that when we need to get stuff done and get it done well you get together you get together you work you draw it out you do everything you need to do it's all right there it's all in one spot and I believe in that um the one thing that I add on top of that is diversity. Um, not everybody works the same. There are times when you need some time to just zone out and write some code. You've got some hard code to do that you need to put your headphones on. Maybe that's not enough. Maybe you need to go somewhere, find a couch, go sit down. So that's the thing that I've been working towards evolving from the space you described to having a diverse array of Options. So, so that's so that's your core. That's your home base. The home base is that is those set of tables. That's where you spend seventy percent of your time. And you've been flexing over time. It sounds like you've been flexing to say, you know, that's you use the term diversity, get more diverse space mm-hmm. to to allow that flexibility over time. And that's not just for the the individual, but if two people are having a conversation about a problem. There's times when they just want to be more respectful and say, let's go into another room and not bother everybody yep. else. So let's go in, let's close the door, let's hash this out. Then when we're done, we'll come back and we'll knock it out. Those are the types of things that you need to enable with collaborative areas yep. above and beyond the tables. So I think the tables create a natural collaboration that fosters the communication that has to happen. But there's times when you need to break it out. You need bigger... Do you remember, there was a, you and I worked together at Teradata... And I, I remember a team that we threw into a conference room mm-hmm. once, or I, I convinced them, or you and I—I I forget the circumstances. Yeah. But, but the, well, it wasn't just one team. I, I felt like most of the teams at Teradata were dysfunctional from a from a collaboration point of view. Part of it was the cue balls were so high yeah. that you couldn't—you know—the the, the configuration of the place. It was like five foot, six foot cue balls, which yeah. alienated everyone or, or put everyone in little pods. Uh, but we threw a team into a conference room for a sprint or some period of time, a short period of time, yep. no more than a sprint. But I think they were incredibly effective yes. in that room. And it wasn't, a, it wasn't to me, I think of war rooms sometimes, you know, we have an urgent bug to fix. Right. This, we, threw, we, we threw them in that room just to fix themselves because of collaboration. They didn't even know how to collaborate. Mm-hmm. And they went in there and very quickly... Uh, Almost overnight, they started getting what collaboration looked like. Yeah. Do you? So that's part of. I'm, I'm bringing that up. You were there. Do you? Did you? Does that resonate with you as well? It's almost like a corrective action. Absolutely. At Terminator, it was a corrective. You know, we had the cue, so you couldn't change all of the configuration. But how do you illustrate to team what good collaboration looks like? You throw them into one of these spaces uh, for a sprint. Yep. And they have discovery as well. Yeah. yeah that was one of those moments of hey. Let's try this, right? It's two weeks. If it doesn't work, we tried, we learned our lesson, and move on. Yeah. But that team learned pretty quickly the power of co-location and what they could do together. 
that they normally couldn't do because of the cube wall. So they went through and tried to reconfigure areas and changed where where people sat so that you where you, you could at least roll out of your cube and talk to somebody a little bit better. So yeah. the team worked as best they could with the parameters that they had. But yeah, those cubes were pretty stifling in many ways. I mean, I've used that technique probably at least ten times as a coach in different companies to show teams... To me, that's a common coaching technique uh, for teams that don't understand swarming mm-hmm. and don't understand collaboration, whether it's a tool getting in the way or the cube space getting in the way or, or, or culture mm-hmm. mindsets getting in the way. I usually convince, I usually can convince a team to like shut up for two weeks to, to give it the good old college try uh, and to be agile, right? Yeah. To get that image in their head of what agile collaboration looks like and then bring it into a room. Yeah. Um, At my last company, we voluntarily moved into a conference room. You know, we went through a round of layoffs, and we were down to six people in the, in the engineering org, and we just said, well, now there's six of us, let's just get in the room, and that's just where we'll work every day. Yep. And it was like you envisioned. It was four tables, much like you described, laptops and cables everywhere. You yep. know? But we that's where we felt most productive as a group and able to get things done. So that's... We went there. I like it even when you have servers there. I, and I know people are doing cloud stuff nowadays, etc. Yeah. But I like it like test servers, the test environment. You can, you can almost touch them if you can touch the server or anything that's tangible. Because then you're like moving to test. Right. Or you're, you know, we've, we've, you know, we've promoted something to test. And, and test isn't amorphous. It's like there's a tester and a test machine. And it's just very tangible. And it broke. It didn't deploy properly. Yeah. Oh, okay, we have a problem. Yeah. So you can't ignore, you can't, it's not even just development, it's you, you can't ignore the promotion model of stuff, you just have to address things. Right. Uh, it's almost like, it's not even, you don't even like, you don't have time to argue, you don't have time to debate, it's just like, it's just, it's like mini fires, you know, it's not working, we'll fix it, uh, I gave you code that doesn't work, or here's feedback, or documentation needs to be written, right. or whatever. Alright, so we've talked for probably... 15 minutes or whatever. No, I just, and we've agreed with everything so far. I was trying I was trying to lull you into a false sense of comfort. I'm ready for anything. And you, you are. You are. I'm You're, ready. I couldn't do I'm that. I'm ready for the attack. No, there's no attack. I was thinking this morning when you when you uh, suggested this um, that uh, I'm, I actually have a blog post that I'm, I'm working on about space. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe I'll take some of these ideas and wrap them in with other things. But I don't think you and I disagree I think it, it comes into, there's different, like at scale, like like if we had a thousand engineers, can you do this? Mm-hmm. And you sort of can, but you can't, right? You can't, like, can you, so could we go into a warehouse in downtown Raleigh, and I could go to Sam, you and I could do a Sam's Club run with a big dump truck, and, yeah. get, and get a thousand tables, and it's going to be really cheap, and can we throw them in there? And are we going to be able to, like, throw a thousand people into that space, and is it going to work perfectly? And and I and I think I think the disagreement for me it's not a disagreement. It's as you scale. I think your what did you call them? Your exceptions. Mm-hmm. Your your uh, what was the word you used? I forget, I'm blanking on it. You, uh, diversity. Diversity. Yeah. I think diversity is more and more required. What if you're working? What if you're at GlaxoSmithKline and you have a big PMO and you have to do grandiose demos and things like that? Uh, well, then you probably need a big demo area, right? right. Uh, what if, um, you know, pr- 
privacy is an issue. What I've learned is privacy, you can't, a thousand people, you're probably going to hire a hundred people who are going to want what? Privacy. Right. <laughs> Out of a thousand. So you can, you know, with your six people at your last job at the table, you were all like-minded. Mm-hmm. But what if you, what if you sort of multiply times four? Well, you're probably going to hire someone who's really going to want to make personal calls. Or maybe their parent is dying and they need to talk to a nursing home. And and they need and they, and that happens if you've ever, you know, if you've ever been taking care of a sick parent, you might be interrupted twice a day for weeks on end or something right. like that. So and you're just going to want to be private. Um, so I think that what it's not a disagreement. I I argue diversity up. Yeah. So I think where we differ a little bit is on privacy at the home base. So where I lean more towards is providing more private options outside of the home base, outside of those tables. And you seem to have experience that has pushed you towards providing more privacy options, a little bit taller walls, things well, I've like done, that. I've done both. I've done both. Yeah. It's like, what do you... So I've done both, and both have worked mm-hmm. effectively. So it's let's use, let's use that home base, or let's use team area versus personal area. Right. So what's, where's your prime? So we were talking yesterday, and you were amplifying the home base is the prime. Right. That's the team area. I've done that, and I've done that successfully. Uh, we did that at Eye Contact. Uh, but what we did is we, we, we built in a lot more diversity than you, what you were talking about here. Yeah. Right? We, we, had, we built in a lot of space. Uh, and it was private space, and it wasn't glassed offices. It was even doors. We even... We went as bold as to say, you can actually close a door. <laughs> right? So we did that. I've also done places where people had cubes. At, at Channel Advisor, we did this, and we did it successfully. We allowed people to have cubes because it was important to them. Part of the culture was it was they wanted cubes. Now, they were open cubes. They weren't high walls. In mm-hmm. fact, the cubes were, they weren't cubes. They were office. They were like four, they were pods of four desks mm-hmm. that were sort of, you built, they were built out with, they, they had walls associated with the desk, so there were no cube walls per se. And you had these clusters of four that you would build into bigger configurations. So folks had a notion of my desk, right. and then they had a team area, uh, which was which was home base for the team. And they literally, and that was a dedicated team area for them, like a dedicated conference room for them. They didn't have to do a lot of sharing. Right. Uh, we would share that that conference room if the team wasn't using it. But if the team, but the team would always have the first use of it, uh, and that worked pretty well as well. So that, that that gave them privacy. I've seen both of those work. I think the driver for that is the culture that you're starting with. It depends on what culture and listening to the team. Mm-hmm. The other thing we did is part of you know you're, you're always moving from unless you're a startup, you're always moving from space A to space B, and. And, and, and whatever space A is, you have to consider that. And, and space A is not just the space, it's the people. Mm-hmm. It's the culture. So part of what, why we did that at Channel Advisor was we, we didn't want to throw people to tables. We, we really thought we yeah. would, it would cause us a cultural problem. Uh, and, we got the, and we got the net results because we had, what, team home base, if you mm-hmm. will. And now, it took us a lot of space to do that. If you think of the configuration, what did we... We doubled up. We had... Cube, it wasn't cubes, but we had desk space uh, that was relatively nice, and then we had team space. Mm-hmm. Uh, so effectively, from a square foot perspective, you could you could say we were using double the space or 1.75 times right. the space. 
that's one of the advantages of what quintessential agile is you can pack them in like like sardines. Yeah, but there's also a, just a responsibility of valuing the employees that trying to generate the collaboration and communication with those types of spaces, but also allowing them to feel comfortable and be able to have those moments of privacy when they need them or when they want to take a discussion elsewhere and not bother the group. Or it depends even on the building. I mean, this building where, where we're at right now, you guys have an atrium. Mm-hmm. And, and so to me, it's almost a natural... There's a, and I, in fact, when I worked here years ago, we would go into the atrium. I remember doing reviews in the atrium. Mm-hmm. I could actually, because I was in an open space right. in downstairs and there wasn't a lot of office, there wasn't a lot of uh, private space... I would bring people up into the atrium to have a review because we could get yeah. we could get a private corner right. and literally have a private conversation. Right. Uh, so that's part. So I think there's flexibility. I use common sense to to. I, I like this notion of you know there's the team space and then there's you know are we flexible enough to honor other folks? Uh, I think your policies of we talked about this yesterday working from home. Right. If you have a if you have laptops. If the laptops are fully functional as, as developers' workstations, so if you've invested in high-performance laptops, if you need that, if you and if people can be really mobile, uh, and then can they work from home, then that's a part of it. Yeah. So I, I would probably remove some of the what the flex space, the personal space, if there was a notion of, hey, if you wanted to, you could go work from home. Right. Or you and I could go work at, uh, we could go to a coffee shop. Mm-hmm. And we could we could replace it with that. I think I thought yesterday, and I think even think today that you and I are like minded. Yeah. I think there's a difference, though. I think you have lineage towards the shared space, and I'm not as strongly leaned towards the shared. Well, and that's something we talked about yesterday. That just in the generational having it be a generational thing. That the I think that was a, I think that was actually a pretty compelling comment yesterday, or pretty. Important comment. I think I think generations come into play in this. Yeah, where the younger generation had no—they never had an office, right? They've they had a cube and they hated the walls and they hate being trapped. Or they watch movie, they read articles, they see things, and they see this is how Facebook works, this is how Twitter works, this is how GitHub works. So they think, hey, that's how the cool companies do it. So they see, and there's no culture. They're they're aligned with that. They have they have alignment with that. In fact, not alignment. It's sexy to them. Yeah, they're like you're. You're absolutely right. It's oh, well, that's how Facebook worked. Yeah. I want to work that way. Yeah. <laughs> so it's the reverse, yeah. actually. And uh, and and you have to bring it into recruiting. You have to look at your area. Uh, I've had more diverse staff. Mm-hmm. You know, there are fifty somethings, forty somethings, thirty yeah. somethings. Not everyone. Uh, some people who've been with the company for they you know they're forty something and been around for ten years. Yeah. Uh, and they're they're less likely to move. Not not as a stereotype, but absolutely. So yeah, it just becomes what you're accustomed to. Abs- absolutely. The other thing I brought up that we that I I really want to emphasize, and I'm still learning it, is this notion of giving introverts their space. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I think one of the things I think Agile has done is it's forced people who are un- who are generally technology designers, the innovators. If I can stereotype them, they're mostly introverts. And what Agile has done is shove them together. And I do think that's a mistake uh, that we've made, is we, we've said collaborate, right? Collaborate, collaborate, collaborate. 100% of the, our, our, at least I have done this. Yeah. As a coach, I've overemphasized collaboration. I've overemphasized that quintessential space. 
and I don't. I'm now starting to back off of that and said I've made a mistake. I've overemphasized yes. something that puts someone in their in, in their comfort zone. It would be like taking an extrovert, uh, Barack Obama, and putting him on an island. So a guy that loves to give speeches, right. <laughs> right, and loves to lead people, and you throw him on a deserted island by himself. Right. Well, I, and so I'm wrestling with that statement that I think there's value in the collaboration. That yeah. So that's get back. That goes to the diversity thing we talked about, that you need to enable people to go and work where they're comfortable, but also be able to engage with their team. So you have to find that balance. So maybe that's where you're going, because we're talking like you think it's just bad that we force them to work with the team, and I think that's a good thing. No, but we emphasize it so much of a percentage. Okay. Right. We and and we miss productivity. Even forget comfort zone. We does it. I'm mostly productive at five from five a.m. to nine a.m. every morning. Yeah. That's my peak productivity time. Is anyone with me? No. I'm an introvert. I'm private, and I get about. I can get a day and a half's work done. Right. Of interrupt driven time, in in those four hours in a morning. Right. Uh, that's that that matters. Yeah. That's that's peak productivity time. Now, does collect, you know how I feel about collaboration? For God's yeah. sakes, I've been, I'm an agile guy, yeah. and I'm, I'm I'm actually reflecting on my own coaching style a lot over the years. And I, what I'm saying is, I think I've over amplified, I've overemphasized the collaboration, and I forgot about introverts. Yeah. And I'm trying to rebalance it a little bit. It goes to the diversity. Yeah. Kind of okay. Thing. Yeah. I, so I'm on board with that. I don't I don't believe in 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 hours. You know, whenever you work best, work then. Right? Yep. That's not that's what's important. And remaining an engaged member of the team. Yep. That's all that I really require. So going silent for a day, I would find that unacceptable. So right. I'm not saying you can go silent for even for a day. Right. You have to be engaged with your team. You have to attend the stand up. You have to engage in, in grooming, etc. You have to engage in help. Uh, you have to show you know show some enthusiasm at lunchtime even. You know, right. Show, be a member, help people out. Yeah. But at the same time realize that we're, you know, give give folks a, that space. Yep. There are some shop, I'll pick on myself, at Velocity Partners, we have no, there is no sense of personal space, Josh. So sometimes we're myopic in the Metacast, your experience is your experience, and yeah. my experience is my experience, and, and it works, but we need to almost think about, well, what about IBM, or what about really large environments, mm-hmm. or what, about, there are, not everyone is as flexible as you are. Right. Uh, at Velocity Partners, literally, uh, that space is tables. Um, there is no place to make a foot there. The conference rooms uh, are small. That's the place where they get on uh, Skype with customers, right. like daily stand-up. It's the only private, There's and there's very few of them. Uh, there's no sense of personal space. Uh, they can work from home, I guess, a little bit. But there's no diversity there. Right. Now, they're young, and they, they're productive in that environment. But you can't tell me that everyone is comfortable in that environment. And they use headsets. I think their their primary thing to get to gain a sense of comfort uh, of separation is what screens <laughs> and headsets. They have multiple screens. Yeah, and they, they wrap around their heads to some degree, and they have headsets. Yeah, that so so to me, the headphones are like the signal of hey, I'm focused. Come back when the headphones are off. It's like that's your yeah. that's your welcome sign. Hey, the headphones are on. Let's leave that person alone. Let them do their thing. When headphones are off, then that's a signal. Hey, I'm free to talk. It's like yeah. the open closed door kind of thing. So I've seen the headphones used. Well, in you that guys were even talking about doing what noise cancellation. Yeah, and and I think that's cool. So that's the, again, it's you're, we're thinking, and that's what I'm fighting for. We're thinking of places to give space. 
or offsetting the cost of headphones. Like, not just get any headphones, but you mean the company could, as part of going to a new space, you could go into what, new bows or something, or do some research and say, this is the best in, you know, these right. are, these are going to be silencers. Uh, so we'll, we'll, you know, pay half of that. That's what, that to me would be as, as important as, you know, a comfortable chair. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're going to get the payback because the introverts are going to be able to focus on, right. getting, on getting, you know, when, when it's appropriate. Um, so it's that combination. What about, uh, let's forget, let's, we're talking about that. Can we talk about whiteboards and wall space? Sure. We were talking about that yeah, uh, yesterday as well. So part of space is uh, meeting, this, this meeting, meeting areas, uh, private, we've hit private space, but what about like the walls and radiation, radiating information and stuff like that? Any ideas? The more the merrier. Um, the thing you're a man of uh, you're a man of few words. I, I was going to follow it up. Oh, okay. I was going to follow it up. Give me a chance. Okay. Sorry, I didn't have the long diatribe. Bob Gaylord's playing Oh no, no. The Metacasters, the gloves are now off. <laughs> so, back to my Galen style discussion. So the more the merrier. The one thing that I do like to do is I don't like to have them hidden or buried in the corner. So we yeah. talked about yesterday, a lot of the whiteboards and the radios that we have planned for our new space are deeper in. The one thing that I'm trying to find a way to make happen is having something right by that entry door. So when you come into that space, you're an outsider, you get the quick info, this is where everything's are at. For the team members, as they go in and out, they see it. There's the reminders, this is where we're at, this is what's going on, this is how we're doing they don't have to go somewhere. It's slapping you in the face. That's yeah. the thing I always want those to do is it's a face slapper. You know, yeah. you walk by, oh, crap, burn down's not looking good. Thinking about that at lunch, you come back, you figure something out, you make yeah. it happen, as opposed to it's buried in the corner. Yeah. As far as whiteboards, I've never heard anybody complain about too much whiteboard space. I've never heard anyone say that. The one thing that we talked about yesterday that I cringed a little bit um, was... At Teradata, they tried the whiteboard paint, and I've never seen that work well because the drywall walls are never as smooth as you would like them to be. Right. So that ink gets buried in the little cracks and crevices there, and it just is. I'm, you know, I like a clean whiteboard if it's not in use. Um, I've got that OCD part of me that comes out and says, "Oh, I gotta wipe that off." <laughs> no, I mean it's it's options. It's it's a cheap option, right? Mm-hmm. So to me, it's a cheaper option. It's not a best option. Mm-hmm. So what are I've I've seen people do? Uh, there's whiteboard wallpaper. Yeah, I've seen the film work a little bit better. Um, and it's like wallpaper. It's expensive to yeah. put up. You have to actually get a professional come in. Yeah, it's hard to put up. I don't do it personally. I mean, you'd have to actually pay. We we did that. That worked okay. Uh, I've seen people. There's like a composite board you can get at hardware stores that has a whiteboard. I've seen people. Stuff online where people talk about the um, shower stall walls that you can just use that and nail them to the wall. I've seen work. folks do that um, with the paint, uh, get real whiteboards and and hang them up. Yeah. Uh, industrial strength rolling whiteboards. We were talking about that. I think it's all of these are in play. Yeah. Uh, we did some. Where did we do? We paint. We painted pillars. There were there were actually pillars that were in the middle of the uh, teams. Um, uh, they're cu- not cubes, but they're desk spaces, 
and we, we, I think, we didn't paint them, but I think we put the wallpaper on them, the, the white wall, mm-hmm. so that you could actually, you didn't have to walk to a wall. It was like, you know, the four-sided uh, pillars. Right. We, it, was a, it became a four-sided whiteboard, if mm-hmm. you will. And it was really informal because you could just roll up there. They were just yeah. very close. It's almost do everything. Uh, at Deutsche Bank, everything, in, in every, I remember in every uh, conference room, there was always a full, at least one full wall, and they, I think they had used sort of a, more of the, the formal boards or something mm-hmm. like that, so they had the money for it. They yeah. Uh, but they had white, white walls, floor to ceiling, the entire wall. Uh, they had pens there mounted to it. Right. Uh, they had little rules erase before you go, etc. But they were everywhere. They were absolutely, you know, everywhere. They were in the hallways as well in some places. They were in all conference rooms. Uh, I don't think you can hear. Maybe that's the guidance here is the more the, more the merrier, yeah. right, from, from a team perspective, uh, and then see what's going on. We were talking yesterday about having a long wall, though. So you can have it's different focus points. There's, there's small areas, planning areas for the team, but then there's the place where, you know, if you have multiple teams, this is where our scrum of scrums wall is. Mm-hmm. This is where our, our backlog is. This is where our release plan is. Uh, this is where our global impediment list is or whatever, or anything else, teams, right. like names of teams. And, and if you have, like, a location chart, you could put the team names up there and things like that. That, to me, usually you want that in a well-known location. Uh, I have a client that puts it right outside their elevators. Uh, so they, what they do is take, like, they find very busy intersections, and that's where they put their those sorts of things, long, okay. long walls, where they know that people are walking by those to get to lunch or get to elevators and right. things, which is what you were yeah. what you were talking about. What else do you do on space? Um, the one thing that we're honestly struggling with a little bit is where we're going to do our demos. So if our team's 35-plus and our company's 300 and we get decent turnout for a demo, where are we going to put all those people? And do you really section off a portion that holds... 100 people, how do you handle that? We've talked about, do we do demos online and stream them? And that's not as good, but it might be the best solution we have because not everybody's going to have space big enough for the entire company to come in and see those demos. I don't know that we'll get the entire company, but I'd like to be supportive of as many people as want to come to be able to do that. So those are some of the things that we're working through is we don't have that space. We don't have an auditorium, and I don't see us spending the money to build one for once every two weeks. So we're working through how we can facilitate that. Or we talked about having a, a place to reconfigure. Yeah. So you have a, a meeting space, but then you can move some cubes away or something and, and make it larger just temporarily. Right. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I like the face-to-face. You knew I would say yeah. that. I do, too. I do, too. Because uh, just... you, can, you can get. Yeah. If there's just, you, you can't stream it. It's, right. You know, but if we want 200 people, like if 200 people want to show up, we don't have anywhere to put those folks yeah. unless we can get something in the atrium, and we do it there. So those are. So how large is school, dude? Three hundred. Yeah, in that ballpark and growing. So, so that was eye contact and growing as well. Yeah. We never did the most we ever got because people have to, like customer. We had a seventy-five person customer support group. Mm-hmm. Did they all come? No. Right. Right. Did it even make sense for them? Could they even, you know, they couldn't drop the phone access. Right. There were rules. You have a DevOps group. Did the entire DevOps group come? No. Right. <laughs> right. So even when even when DevOps was showing stuff, there, there were people that had to, you know, there was someone fixing something that had an emergency. So the most for a 300, I think that 
I, I think for us it was around 50 to, to 50 probably to 70 was the now that's still a big space yeah. but it's not 200 right it's, it was 50 and we, we could carve out that was true at Channel Advisor as well it was about 50 to 75 people okay um, what you do is just start yeah and, and just start and see you know see how you grow you mm-hmm. won't we we did not immediately have seventy five people showing up. Yeah, people don't understand the value until at all. Through it. it took to, it took time for us yeah. to to understand the value and things like that. So, uh, but you're right, having a, a space large enough like that. Um, but a good problem would be let it let it start let it get tight. Yeah, you know, let it get competitive. Yeah, we started videotaping at Eye Contact after it got full, uh, so we didn't enter with video. Was that Betamax? It, it actually was no. It was actually an artist who would, you know, like courtroom because we had no. Because you know, I'm I'm technology averse, so it was someone just drawing little snippets, and then and then flipping the paper fast enough, fast enough to make it seem like there was movement. That's nice. You smart ass. There. Did that answer your question? Yes. Yeah. Uh, space is space is incredibly important. Oh, one other thing uh, we talked about it, uh, yesterday as well is how do you? Everyone has an opinion, so you know. So if you if you did a survey, I guarantee you, if you surveyed the troops, you would get at least twenty probably variations on a theme. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what do you do with that? How do you how do you figure out how to create a space that that is okay with the organization? Yeah, you can't please everybody but you want to make sure everybody's on board and is excited about the options and then the thing that I'm excited about with the space we have is we're going to adjust we know we're going to be wrong about some things but everything's movable and modular and we'll adjust as we go so I think just as with Agile itself as long as we can be Agile with that space and narrow in on the right layout for us then I think that gives us a chance to win that's why we talk through things like, yeah, maybe that's not the right answer, but we can figure it out and move things around until we land. Well, if you figure, if you can figure things right, like one of the things we struggle with at Eye Contact is we had we had put these cubes together. I talked to you about it yesterday. <laughs> yeah. We configured them. Then when the team went over, they were like, "Oh crap, this sucks." And then we reconfigured it. We had to ask. We had to ask for like at least two hundred more thousand dollars or something to take them down. And the big issue for us was power. Power alignment along the the cubes. So I agree with you with flexibility, but you have to be effective, flexible with what you're networking and your power, otherwise you're screwed. (laughs) And that's what we... we, And and there were things like building, you know, there were like girders. It was in the... It's not like there were power lines in the floors. We couldn't couldn't move them. So there there were physical constraints that the building had been built in a certain way. Um, and and so that that's actually what, what cost us a lot. Now we impressed the team. It, we got feedback then when we were willing to listen to them and then change. That that was a phenomenal message to the team. Mm-hmm. I mean, it cost us something, but it also sent the message that we were listening to them. And if we made a mistake, we would correct that mistake. So we actually got bonus points for that, from my point of view. Cool. Are we done? I think so. Cool. So how do we wrap this thing up? How do we wrap it up? Well, let's have a dude. Can we do it? Is there is there like a song or something? Can we do like a, a dude call or something? <laughs> no, I don't think so. No, we don't have a dude song yet. There's like an old 
uh, Propo Ham, all the or who, all the young dudes. I'll have to dig up some dude songs. Mata Hoople. Is it? I think it's Mata Hoople. That's one of my dad's favorite songs. That's it, why I know that. Is it? I was. Uh, you scared me there. You honestly did. I'm like, yeah. who are you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like a baby. I will, and I'm probably the world's worst name that tune player ever. Yeah, but you got you nailed that. Well, yeah, my dad. Yeah, whenever it's on, he'd turn it up. He's like, Mata Hoople. <laughs> that he keep driving. <laughs> cool. Like, okay, Dad. So we'll have to dig up some dude songs for you. So, uh, Metacasters, we're open to We ideas. want feedback on this, so we'd love to hear from people that are in the trenches, that have sat in various configurations, and what has worked, what hasn't oh, worked. Oh, pictures, pictures would be cool. Pictures. If you guys have any pictures to post on the blog. Yeah. Uh, that would be... That would Anything be, and everything. Love that. So please get us some pictures. Uh, of what works and what doesn't work. I don't care. I mean, it's don't don't feel shy about it. Don't feel like you can't share it. So share anything. I think that would help folks. Yes, sir. Cool. So to do that, you can go to metacast.com. Meta hyphen hyphen cast.com. Now, our Twitter account is meta hyphen cast, all spelled out, because Twitter doesn't like non-alphanumeric characters. So we okay. Have to, I noticed that for the first time this morning. Did you? You had actually tweeted something this morning about us today. Did you know yeah. that? You yes, know? it was uh, Throwback Thursday. Is that what it was? That's what TBT stands for, yeah. Throwback Thursday. But you actually, I, I literally saw a tweet yeah. that you had made. I don't know how many of <laughs> This is so embarrassing. I was I was proud of myself. I was like, oh, yes. Everyone knows that I'm technology challenged. We were hearkening back to Waterfall Bob, so I reposted that episode. I think yeah. like 42. Yeah, or so something. We revisited scary Waterfall Bob. Okay, cool. So that's how to reach us. Get us your feedback. Get us topics. So for Bob Galen and Josh Anderson, shake and bake. Take care, y'all.